You're listening to the Plano Pulse, a Plano Chamber podcast keeping you in tune with the heartbeat of the local business community. It's time for the Plano Pulse. We here at the Plano Chamber are working hard on our 2021 events now. We would love to partner with you as a sponsor, buy virtual tables for your employees, and many other ways. We'd love to connect with you and get you more information on how you can partner with us on these great events. Find out more at planochamber.org or contact any Plano Chamber staff. Thank you for joining us for Plano Pulse. I'm Katie Jimenez, Director of Marketing and Communications for the Plano Chamber. And I'm Michael Lawson, the 2021 Vice Chair for the Plano Chamber. Now, Michael, it is so great to have you back on the podcast. We've had you on here before as a guest. But this time you're back on the other side of the microphone as one of our co-hosts. It's a little preview for when you're our board chair. So I'm very excited to have you here today. So we've got a fantastic guest with us this morning, and I'm excited to introduce you to him now. Dr. Richard Benson is the fifth president of the University of Texas at Dallas, starting in 1980 as an assistant professor of mechanical engineering at the University of Rochester. President Benson's career in higher education has taken him to Penn State University, Virginia Tech, and now to UTD. President Benson, thanks so much for being here today. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Okay, Dr. Benson, before we get started, can you give us a brief introduction to the university, such as a number of enrollment, number of staff, uh, special programs, et cetera? I'd be glad to, and thank you for starting me out with my favorite question. Um, aside <laughs> from having slogged through the worst health crisis of the last 100 years, things are going uh, great at UTD. You may know that we were founded in the 1960s by the same people who created Texas Instruments. Their goal was to create the MIT of the Southwest with the purpose of providing highly skilled talent to the region and to establish tier one research university in North Texas. 2019 was our 50th year since joining the University of Texas system. And at the time, this is pre-COVID, we had over 29,000 students and we were the nation's second fastest growing doctoral degree granting university. Two thirds of our 125,000 alumni live and work in the Metroplex, just as the founders wanted. And in 2016, we were elevated to the highest level of research activity in the Carnegie classification. We were one of only 131 R1 universities in the nation. And in the eyes of US News and World Report, we stand as Texas's third highest ranked public university. And in other national rankings, we stood in the top 60 in the nation for lowest student debt at half the national average, top 30 for ethnic diversity, and top 10 for the enrollment of national merit scholars. I sometimes wish that our founders uh, could have returned in our golden anniversary year to see what a wonderful university they had launched and how we had made good on their vision. No, that is, that is amazing. Thank you so much for that overview. Uh, we're so excited and proud to have you all in our community and educating our future workforce leaders. So you kind of touched on this just a little bit at the beginning of your last answer, but you're in your second school year now that has been impacted by the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, so can you talk to us a little bit about how this has affected life at UTD for your students, for your staff, for your faculty? Yes. Uh, needless to say, it has been a tough year. Uh, for the safety of all, students, staff, and faculty, we have had to move most of our work online. Early in the pandemic, we made the same promise to both our students and to the people who teach our students. If you cannot make it to campus or if you choose not to come to campus, we will offer every lecture online. And in the end, we saw about a 1,000 student drop in enrollment, which is an unheard of development for the nation's second fastest growing university. 
Our residence halls were half full and in-person instruction amounted to only about 15% of our total teaching. And through increased health costs, reduced revenue and a 5% uh, budget rescission from the state, we had to wrestle with a budget cap of about $47 million. In addition, so much of the extracurricular activity that makes university life so enjoyable had to be greatly curtailed. We didn't play intercollegiate sports in the fall and no large gatherings could occur in an area of social distancing. More recently, as the vaccines have become available and the therapeutics have gotten better, we have been slowly and safely increasing the amount of activity on campus. And we're aiming for a full return to campus by June 1. And throughout, I have been enormously impressed by the resilience of the faculty, staff, and students at UTD. I'm a little biased here, but I don't think that any other university handled the challenge and the stress better than UT Dallas. So 2020 was definitely a year of large challenges. Um, you mentioned the pandemic, but what are some of the other largest challenges that you faced over the past year? Uh, another good question. So I've given you kind of a high level review of the two pronged health and financial threat brought about by the coronavirus. Uh, it's important to note that 2020 into 2021 was also a time in, in the US for a deep reflection on social justice. And dating from June 2020, we have had an ad hoc task force called the Living Our Values Task Force, or just Living Our Values, that has explored ways in which the university can do a better job in diversity, equity, and inclusion. We've received about half a dozen recommendations touching on such things as educational modules for diversity and inclusion awareness, new curricular opportunities in African and African diaspora studies, a police oversight committee, and expanded recruitment and retention efforts. I've been very proud of the task force members and all who worked with them to bring about meaningful change at UTD. You know, we touched on this a little bit a second ago, but now that vaccine rollout is you know, well underway, can you tell us a little bit more about your plans to reintroduce more in-person activities and classes in the fall? Well, Katie, I'm thrilled to tell you that we are planning for a full array of in-person activities this fall. And by all accounts, everyone who wants the COVID vaccine should be able to get it by the end of May. And that gives us close to three months to ramp back up to our full slate of activities. In-person classes are the most important part of this, but don't overlook the joy that we will again feel to play sports again, put on a concert, bring a distinguished lecturer to campus, gather for coffee in the student union, hold commencement exercises, and, and simply just take a walk uh, with friends on our beautiful campus. We are so ready to be back. <laughs> we are so ready. <laughs> I think we all are. Uh, that is that is mutual. Um, so you so we all had to make changes, and you talked about those. What are some of the changes from the pandemic that will stay with you for the future? So another great question, and let me start with a thought experiment that I have been putting in front of my colleagues, and and it goes like this: Imagine that there had been no COVID crisis, but everything that we learned from the COVID crisis was still with us. And the fact is, we have become amazingly adept at using technology to teach our students. We can use this technology to augment our traditional modes of teaching, to reach students who live in faraway places or otherwise would not have had access to a UTD education, and to engage in reskilling and upskilling for working professionals. So the fact is, there was a grave health threat that jump-started our embrace of pedagogical technology, but embrace it we did. And that impetus goes away as the health crisis abates, but all that we learned persists and we should never look back. Absolutely. I, I love that concept of that thought exercise. That's something that we should definitely take to our, maybe our next board meeting, Michael, or, or to our next staff meeting here at the chamber as well. That's excellent. Well, we have some more questions for President Benson, including a peek inside the operations of UTD's vaccine hub. But first we're gonna take a quick break. 
everyone, and thank you for joining the Plano Folds podcast today. Please be patient with us, and you may hear a few imperfections as we record virtually. We look forward to getting back to recording in person soon. Enjoy. Welcome back to Plano Pulse. We're here with Dr. Richard Benson, president of the University of Texas at Dallas. Thanks again for joining us. You're welcome. Glad to be here. So Dr. Benson, UTD has partnered with UT Southwestern to serve as a vaccination hub here in North Texas. How did this partnership come about and how long was it in the works before coming to fruition? Well, I cannot tell you how excited we are to have a UT Southwestern vaccination site on the UTD campus. Myself, I got the COVID vaccine at two of, the, of UT Southwestern's other sites, and I couldn't have asked for a smoother, more efficient program. Regarding the site at UTD, our chief of staff, Rafael Martin, began discussions with colleagues at UT Southwestern in January of this year. At the time, UT Southwestern had limited ability to expand its vaccine sites beyond the UT Southwestern campus, Market Hall, and Redbird Mall. However, UT Southwestern representatives came out to the UTD campus to look at potential at a potential vaccine site in the northern suburbs. And in late February, they were ready to expand and they chose UT Dallas. Our site opened on March 15th, and we have been vaccinating up to 1,200 patients per day since then. Wow, that that is incredible. Um, you know, I got my vaccine through um, one of the hubs here in Plano, actually at the Clark Stadium was the whole drive-through thing. And my background is in event planning. And all I could think was like, from an event planning standpoint, this is wild. I was like, wow, I can't imagine having to put together all of the logistics. Um, so how did your team approach the task of, you know, finding the site, staffing everyone, running sign up, all of that? Uh, another good question. And it turns out we had an obvious location for the vaccination site. The Davidson Gundy Alumni Center was built to host university events. It includes a large lobby and a ballroom and has a parking garage directly adjacent. And during the pandemic, we've not been using uh, that facility, you, you know, for its intended purposes. It's been largely unused. It is, if I may say, the Cadillac of North Texas vaccine sites. Uh, staffing is a combination of UT Southwestern employees, mostly on the registration and vaccine administration side, and UT Dallas volunteers who help with greeting and guiding guests through the vaccination process. The response from the UTD community has been tremendous. We opened volunteer slots on March 12th and had filled them through all of April within eight hours. More recently, some of our students have started administering vaccines at the UTD site. About four years ago, a group of students started the University Emergency Medical Response at UT Dallas. So UEMR is made up of student volunteers, all of whom are trained as emergency medical technicians or EMTs, and they respond to emergency medical calls on campus and support large events like basketball games and graduation. And they are now volunteering at our vaccination site to allow UT Southwestern employees and volunteers to work at other sites around the Metroplex. Okay, so it's been about six weeks since UTD began providing vaccinations. How many people have you served so far and do you have a feeling for how many will pass through in the following months? Well, at the end of April, it stood at 35,000. And as I say, we're, we're vaccinating up to 1,200 every day. That is incredible. The, the speed of that and how much that's doing for our community is just really commendable. And, and we appreciate all that you guys are doing, absolutely. Um, so kind of switching gears a little bit, as you surely know, we're in the midst of the legislative session right now. So what issues are you keeping an eye on that are impactful to higher education? 
Well, as a public university with around 17% of our funding provided by the state of Texas, we are keeping an eye on many issues this session. The budget is always our top focus. Uh, this session, so-called formula funding for higher education has remained largely flat. In other areas involving targeted research, community service and outreach, there have been 5% cuts. Frankly, we were fearing more significant cuts as we started this session, so in some way we are thankful that things are not worse. Unfortunately, a flat budget for higher education means that enrollment growth over the past two years was not funded. Despite the pandemic, Texas remains one of the nation's fastest growing states, and that includes the college-going population. So the Texas funding per public college student is projected to decline. We hope that this changes as the budget conferees work to produce their final product. A, an especially beneficial program for UT Dallas and the community has been the Texas Research Incentive Program, or TRIP. This leverages private philanthropy into our research programs with state dollars. TRIP has done much to vault UTD into the highest echelon of research activity in the Carnegie classification. Much of this research has been done in partnership with area companies, and the Plano Chamber has long been an advocate. The state match, however, has not kept up with the pace of private giving, and we were currently looking at a five-year, nearly $50 million gap in state match of qualifying gifts. So we're watching this closely in the legislative session. On the policy side, we're watching a number of issues, including um, very positive change to the Governor's University Research Initiative, or GURI. This program helps Texas institutions recruit world-renowned faculty members from outside our state. Attracting the best and brightest to Texas will give our students the edge in their fields as they learn from, these, from those making discoveries and doing groundbreaking research. We are also watching for a potential movement of an infrastructure bill that would authorize a student success center at UT Dallas uh, for some much needed classrooms, computer labs, and advising suites. It's been a session like no other, and we know that there will be a, a special session this fall on redistricting. We're so appreciative of our local legislators for the work in these very challenging times. Thank you for that. There is a lot of good stuff going on. So what's next for UTD? Are there any new exciting programs or initiatives in the works that we should be looking out for? Well, uh, thank you, Michael. There are many things I could talk about, but let me focus on just one, and, and it's our embrace of the arts. You may have heard that about a year prior to the pandemic, UT Dallas acquired two world-class art collections, the Barrett Collection of Swiss Art and the Crow Collection of Asian Art. And much of this came about from the inspiration and tireless efforts of Rick Bertel, the inaugural direction of the Edith O'Donnell Institute for Art History. Tragically, Rick passed away in July, but his vision lives on. Our job now is to create an arts and performance complex that is worthy of these two art collections. We call it the Athenaeum. At full development, the Athenaeum will also include a first-rate concert hall, something that is sorely lacking on our campus. I've often joked that our neighbors, neighbors will not come to campus to see a football game, we've never fielded a team, but they will come to campus for the compelling art, music, dance, and theater present on our campus. And as they say on the billboards, watch this space. That, that is so exciting, um, especially those acquisitions of the Crow Collection. That, that I cannot wait to see how that all pans out and look forward to hopefully attending and when everything is up and running. So uh, thank you so much for being here today. Um, thank you for sharing all of this great information about UTD. Sounds like you have some amazing things going on and um, just really appreciate your time. Well, thank you for giving, giving me this opportunity. It has been a real pleasure. It's really been great talking to you. Very nice. Thank you.
Would you like to get your business in front of our listeners? Contact the Chamber to learn more about sponsorship opportunities. Thank you so much for tuning in to Plano Pulse. Please let us know what you think, share with your friends and colleagues, and be sure to tune in for our next episode. Hey everyone, Kelly Marcellus here, your president and CEO of the Plano Chamber. Are you looking to kickstart your Friday morning with dozens of local business owners and professionals? Set your alarm and join us for our weekly business interchange meetings for virtual networking worth waking up early for. Meetings are held at 7.30 a.m. every Friday morning on Zoom. Join us and share your 30-second commercial promoting your business and be the first to hear what's going on with other local businesses. Visit planochamber.org to learn more and we'll see you next Friday. Music